Before I get started, I wanted to take a quick second to talk about my sponsor, PalomaVerdeCBD.com. New website. They changed everything up. It's an awesome, awesome new website. Go check it out. Very user-friendly. Got everything that the old one had. Just uh, a new layout and a new setup. Also, be sure to use the promo code FACTS whenever you check out. They get you 25% off your order. I love Paloma Verde CDBD. Uh, I use the gummies and the tincture. It helps me mellow out. It helps me rest and sleep during the day. I'm, I am very much a up and going kind of person. And if the sun's up, I'm up and working a night shift, that sucks. So these help kind of mellow me out, calm me down, uh, give me where I can, you know, lay down, take a nap. They also have a salve. My wife had uh, a major back surgery when she was younger and she has some shoulder and back issues. And she has said that the salve is the only thing that makes her feel better. When she puts that on her shoulders, everything is better. She can actually move. She's not stiff. So go check them out. Carlos and Vanessa over at uh, PalomaVerdeCBD.com. Use the promo code FACTS and get 25% off your order. This episode will be completely taken out of context. Welcome to the Fact Check This Podcast. All right, Fact Check This Podcast episode I lost count. And doesn't matter. It'll be on the show notes anyway. Today I've got Evan back because since the last time we talked, even more shit has gone even more crazy. And, you know, the ever-shifting world of the the narratives of COVID are, it's hard enough to keep up with, you know, in real time. And when we only chat every two or three months, then so much happens. So, so we're going to catch up and kind of get up to speed on everything that's going on. So Evan, what's going on with you and what's going on with COVID, <laughs> especially in New York, but just generally speaking. So in New York, um, most people are still walking around outside with masks, even though uh, I'm pretty certain the majority of them have been vaccinated. Uh, it's even if they're completely young and healthy looking, you know, I, I was leaving work on um Friday evening and I intentionally before I walked to the train I strolled through like one of the more lively parts of the city because I wanted to see what the atmosphere was like I wanted to see you know because COVID all the restrictions like officially ended earlier in the week like oh it's Friday night it's going to be pumping I, I just want to see what the atmosphere is like and so I strolled through one of the more lively parts of the city and it was pumping there was a lot of people out but like outdoors mostly people in their 20s and 30s all messed up and these are people that are <clears throat> excuse me they're drinking cocktails, they're socializing with each other, and they still all have their masks on. What happens to uh, trust the science? Because it's like not just all of us crazy conspiracy theorists, but at this point, like the CDC uh, has actually released uh, statements saying that there is no evidence of outdoor transmission and that if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask outside. Like, I mean, not that we were wearing masks outside anyway, but like, why CDC, would we? The CDC is actually saying all of the things that we have been saying for a fucking year, <laughs> and so apparently, you know, it's obviously not that it ever was, but it's not about trusting the science because if it was, they would be listening to what the CDC says. Right. No, no I mean that's the thing. It's like for for the past year plus, they were always saying, "No, we're CDC compliant." We're trusting the science. And now the CDC, so, I mean, if that's your logic, now that the CDC has come out and said, you don't have to do any of this stuff, you should be listening to them. But look, if you're, 
if you're a person in your 20s and 30s, you're healthy, you've been vaccinated and you're outside and you're wearing a mask, like there is nothing sensible about what you're doing. And I, I don't like using the term sheep because I feel like it's, it's overused and it's unimaginative. But you, if you are one of these young, healthy people who has been vaccinated and is wearing a mask outdoors, you are a fucking sheep. There's no, other, there's no other way to describe it. There is nothing about what you're doing that makes sense. The only reason you're doing it is because you have been completely propagandized by these inveterate liars on the television into getting you to do absolute nonsense. Nonsense. Nothing about what you're doing makes sense. And these people still walk around with like this air of, um, you know, self-anointed higher virtue than people like you and me, because they're engaging in these virtue signaling theatrics in which there is absolutely no evidence to support its ethic efficacy whatsoever. And a lot of them have even said as much like the mask at this point, the mask isn't even a what not that it ever was. But for most of them at this point, the mask isn't even about health, safety, anything like that. It's trying to prove that they aren't a Republican. Like, that, that's the big, that's their big uh, kicker for that, is they, they want to wear the mask so that nobody will mistake them for a Republican. Like, how does that even make any fucking sense? Like, I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. If you're wearing a mask, you're probably a dumbass. That, you know, I, I kind of uh, delineate between actual intelligence and dumbass. I, I don't care about Republican or Democrat. No, it's, I mean, you know, these people will just constantly insist that they're 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 not only smarter than you, but they're, um, you know, more virtuous than you. And it's like, okay, you're you're literally no one likes wearing the mask. Like it's incredibly uncomfortable. And we've talked about this numerous times. It restricts your breathing. Like it, it just having you know, all healthcare professionals will tell you, like you never walk around with the same mask, take it on and off all day and then put it back on your face. They wear it not to protect against viruses. They wear it so like, um, you know, particles when they're performing surgery aren't like, you know, constantly transmitting between one another. And as soon as they're done with doing whatever they've done, they, they take it off and they throw it out. So like, if you're walking around restricting your breath, wearing this filthy mask direct, you know, strapping it directly over your nose and mouth, and the irony is that you're doing it to prove that you're smarter than those backwards Republicans who don't follow the science. Um, hang on, give me one second. My wife is calling me. Apologies. Hey, sorry about that. I, I, told, I told my wife I was filming a podcast. She totally forgot. Tell her, I'm busy. Leave me alone, woman. <laughs> oh, me, uh, it never fails. I'll tell the kids, like, I'm going to be interviewing somebody for the next hour. I need you to be quiet. 45 seconds after I start the interview, it sounds like they're trying to drill through the floor to get into the room from the basement, like downstairs. I, I'm like, so then I have to stop the interview, put it on pause, go downstairs, beat children. Like, it's just, it, it never works out well. Yeah, well, that's that's the reason I'm in the car is because I got a two and a half year old son. And if I were doing it anywhere in the home, he'd, he'd be like looking for me and, you know. Just, you know, it'd be a huge distraction. You know, it's it's adorable, but it'd be like, I can't I can't be dealing with that while I'm trying to shoot a podcast. So you've seen, uh, we can cut all this out or we can leave it in. It's up to you. I'll uh, leave it in. It's fine. <laughs> Have you seen the Ben Armani uh, interviews? He's had a couple of them. I think it was, I know it was one with Buck 
and I think it was with uh, Pete Quinones, where where his kid like wanders into the room and just starts talking to him like towards the end of the interview. It's, it's I, I it's think really, so. Yeah, it's really yeah. cute. It's cute and hilarious. It's like yeah, like just randomly a small child walks into the room. All right. It's it's one of those things like when you're when you're filming it, you think, oh my god, this is so embarrassing, but the audience thinks it's like so cute. Like, do you remember that video a few years ago where, like, the guy who was on British television and, like, both of his young children barged in and he was having a really important conversation and his wife, like, runs in chasing after them and, like, she's desperate to get them out and she slams the door and the guy's, like, so embarrassed. He thinks the interview's just been catastrophic. But, like, everyone who was watching it just loved it. The, like, up to, <clears throat> the point, up to the point that she ran out with them and, and, like, slammed the door behind her he maintained his composure pretty well like he, he kept he kept powering through even though there was very clearly a whole bunch of uh shenanigans with children going on behind him like he, he held he held himself together pretty well for the most part <laughs> i was, it was like, like first first his first his like three-year-old daughter walks in and you're like oh this is getting great and then like his little babies he's like in his little walker he comes strolling in after yeah for, for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about watch the video it's, it's awesome you can find it on YouTube. It'll come right up. All right. So where where were we? Masks and uh, morons and. Uh... <laughs> um. So yeah, just just you know, just this complete nonsense about these people who are still just walking around, you know, in this this, uh, you know, coronavirus theater, and you know, what ran basically. Uh, Rand Paul said to Dr. Fauci, you know, a couple months back, and let, let's get into that. I mean, just Dr. Fauci and what an absolute fraud that guy is. Um, and just, you know, basically everything Rand Paul accused him of, he proved to be completely correct. And Fauci basically in interviews a few weeks later admitted that everything he, look, I didn't want to send mixed signals. That's why I was walking around. Motherfucker, all you've done throughout this entire pandemic is send mixed signals and you've gotten absolutely everything wrong how anybody could still trust dr fauci at this point is beyond me and you know it's like you and me we're not these like we're reasonably intelligent i would say we're not like these geniuses who have this superhuman ability to observe bullshit it's like i'm not spending hours digging through the internet or watching alex jones to figure out what's really going on here do you want to know why i know all these people are completely full of shit and they're liars because i watch them that's all i do is I watch them and I listen to what they have to say. I remember it. And then I watch them a few days later, say something completely different. I watch them as all of their predictions turn out to be completely bullshit. They all predicted basically hell on earth for Texas when they opened up back in early March. Biden called it Neanderthal thinking. Fauci said they're playing with fire. I think the CDC director said it would be hell on earth. Since that time, they've had the largest indoor boxing event in the history of boxing. The Texas Rangers have had full baseball stadiums every single home game. No one's wearing masks. They've been completely open. And that, since that time, their numbers are the best in the country, the best in the country. And their vaccination rates are 40% lower than the national average. So it's not down to the vaccines. And we also know that people are still getting infected, even if they get the vaccine. Okay, so somebody owes me an explanation for Texas. And I'm not getting it from it from anyone. And Dr. Fauci, this fucking fraud who I think of the worst thing you could want to do to some someone. That's what I want to do to Dr. Fauci. Did you see that interview 
um, or where he was being pressed by Jim Jordan. And Jim Jordan was basically telling, explain Texas. You predicted doom and gloom for Texas. They're doing better than anyone else. All these places that have been open, which are red areas, which have lower vaccination rates, which don't follow the rules. They're all doing better than all these follow the science blue states. Explain that to me. And Dr. Fauci, first he said, well, it's because the people in the open states are actually following the rules and the people in the closed states aren't following the rules. Okay, so that was his explanation, that people in red states are actually more slavish to the science than people in blue states are, which we all know is complete bullshit. And then Jordan basically called him out on that, told him it was BS. And then Dr. Fauci pretended like he couldn't hear him. And then when, doctor, when, when Jordan was just like, just look at the charts, you don't have to hear me. He, Fauci pretended like he couldn't see the charts. This man is such an obvious fraud, and I'm so sick of people who still can't see it. And that's the thing about Fauci. Like I've said this before, <clears throat> he is he is a doctor, effectively in degree only. Like he has a doctorate in medicine, but he is not a doctor. He has never, at any point in his entire professional career, actually been a doctor. He has never been a physician he has never done surgery nothing he got a degree he got his doctorate in medic medicine or whatever his actual doctorate is in and he then went into bureaucracy like he right. has been a career bureaucrat he is it's it's like the dumbass people that uh suggested that they should make dr jill biden the attorney general because she has yeah, a doctorate, yeah. oh, even though she has a doctorate in education like she's also not a not an actual doctor Fauci has never been an actual doctor he has a doctorate and it's in medicine but he has never been a practicing physician in any way give me just a second I gotta throw my dog out sure Yeah, like he's never been an actual doctor, and no people and people hang their hat on. Well, he's the expert. He's the the only thing he's an expert in is coming up with bad policy. I mean, look at <laughs> look at his work on AIDS. Like you, you could go through the history of everything that he's done as a bureaucrat, and it is all just fucking abysmal. Like he yeah. got he's, he's got terrible. Wrong. Every, he sucks at everything. Everything. Like, yeah, and, no. and which which uh, which emphasizes you know the corruption and just the the horribleness of politics and bureaucracy. Like, yeah. if I was that bad at my job, I wouldn't have a job. Like, no, no, like not at all. Like not in the industry. Like I would have been run out of the industry because obviously I fucking suck and don't know what I'm doing. Like I'd have, I'd have had to go find something else to do. But in politics, it's like failure is almost. Uh, encouraged, like he can be completely. <laughs> you wrong. get more money. If right. you fail, you get you get to ask for more public money. When there's no other free, there's no market industry in the world where the worse you are at your job, the more funds you get. Only in uh, government does that happen. Yeah, other than government, that's yeah, that's not the way yeah. it ever works. Yeah, no. Well, like you said, Doctor Fauci, he's not a practicing doctor. He's a bureaucrat with a fancy degree, which are quite frankly just the worst people in the, on the face of the earth. They're the most dangerous, destructive people on the face of the earth. Um, and, you know, like you said, like, how is it possible that the ultimate authorities on the biggest event of our lives could be this bad at their jobs, get absolutely everything wrong? Even if people, you know, don't have the perspective that you and I do, which is people are corrupt liars and that there's something a little bit more nefarious going on. The only other conclusion is they're utterly incompetent. 
They're utterly incompetent and they shouldn't have their jobs. How can you be this wrong about everything? Okay. Mike Osterholm, who is currently working for the Biden administration, said March of 2020 that COVID-19 has a three to four percent mortality rate. Okay, he was off by a factor of what, a hundred? You can't be that wrong. They they predicted two million dead in America by the end of 2020. They said Sweden for not locking down would have a hundred thousand dead by the summer. Okay, they said that um asymptomatic spread was pervasive, which we now know is bullshit. They said that the World Health Organization uh, early on said that human to human transmission didn't exist. And we know that they were lying on behalf of the Chinese government because China, and we can get into that later, China had all sorts of bullshit going on with, with their numbers and what they were trying to peddle. Um, they, they said that, uh, you know, they said that we had to lock down. We know that that was nonsense. They told us to stay home, save lives. And now we know that the virus spreads almost entirely indoors and that exercise and sunshine are two of the best things you can get. So how do you get something that wrong? You have this hashtag that just, you know, pervaded the entire society telling everyone to stay home, be a hero, stay home, don't kill your grandma, don't go outside. And it turns out that was the worst possible advice that they could have given us. Every single person involved in peddling that narrative should be instantly fired and completely hated. And instead, they're still on TV giving us their terrible advice. And like you said with the AIDS, go back to how Dr. Fauci disgraced himself during the 1980s AIDS crisis. He was saying that people could catch it on surfaces, much like, you know, what, what they told us um, with coronavirus. They said, you know, people were wiping down their groceries. They were wiping down their surfaces every time they left someone. Now we know that was complete nonsense. Okay. And now it's coming out about this, this, uh, this lab leak theory, which Dr. Fauci and the mainstream media spent all of last year calling people conspiracy theorists very angrily and acrimoniously calling people conspiracy theorists for talking about this. People who were talking about it like experts were censored in big tech. And now Dr. Fauci and all these media um, institutions, they're all just ca uh, casually talking about it as if they didn't do what they were doing last summer. And it's just, uh, it's just stunning to watch. These people have no credibility whatsoever. And yet so much of the population still just worships them and everything they have to say. It makes absolutely no sense. That's, well, the way that the public education system has been developed, it, it creates this situation where people are too fucking stupid and sheepish to, you know, look at stuff for themselves and realize that, oh, she is a bureaucrat, that the people at the CDC are not, they're not doctors, they're, they're bureaucrats as well. Like yeah. the, the Center for Disease Control. You have one fucking job. You're the CDC. You have one job control diseases and you failed abysmally at it okay even going back to last year they were keeping private companies from developing tests for uh for, for the coronavirus so they fucked that up they got everything wrong their one job they catastrophically failed at the entire cdc should be completely disbanded that, well that's i mean it's the problem with government as a whole is that the people who are in these positions don't know shit about what they're doing like the it's all bureaucrats at the CDC. They're not doctors, yeah. they're not physicians. And then when the actual doctors come out and talk about this stuff, they get censored, they get banned, they get uh, just like run out of, there's a, I don't, I don't know if you've listened to it, uh, uh, Pete, when Freeman Beyond the Wall has had some really good episodes covering this stuff. Uh, he talked to Dr. Big Tree, who uh, was a producer of, of the doctors uh, on, I think it was on CBS for a long time. But, uh, like he goes into all of the the stuff about the vaccines and and how speci this specific vaccines 
or these specific vaccines for COVID and their origins and everything and just like the the really shady, uh, you know, questionable shit that's involved in that. But but also in vaccines, generally <clears throat> speaking, in the way that the U.S. kind of handles that and the FDA and the and the CDC handle vaccines and all of that stuff. And then he's got another one that just came out this week where they're looking at uh, at specifically at the coronavirus vaccines and, and different stuff about that. And like, and people, the actual doctors, when they talk about this stuff, they get removed. Like there's a doctor that, uh, that they were talking about in the one this week out in Oregon that uh, he, he goes for informed consent in vaccinating children. And parents seek him out because he doesn't follow the CDC schedule. He, he allows parents to look at the information and make the decision on whether or not they think their kids need to get these, uh, these different vaccines. Because a lot of vaccines that kids get are completely meaningless. Like, like yeah. hepatitis B and, and some of these others, like the odds of the kid getting that are slim to none, like at any point in their life are slim to none. And they're grouping all these vaccines together. And, and if a doctor does that, if a doctor goes for informed consent, tells the parents what it is, gives them their options and allows them to have the opportunity to decide what they want to do, then that guy lost his license because he wouldn't follow the CDC schedule. So, it, and it's, it's all just, none of it is actually about the science. And, and like I was saying, like, that's the way it is across all divisions of government. Like the people in the Department of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, what the fuck does he know about anything Department of Transportation? He, like, why does he, why is he the head of that? The, most of the time, people who are in the Department of Agriculture don't know shit about agriculture. They didn't grow up on a farm. They haven't right, been right, in business. Exactly. Like, like it's, it's never actual, trust the experts. None of these people are fucking experts. They're <laughs> bureaucrats assigned to a position because they knew the right person or they jerked the right person off. Like they don't, yeah, they're, not, they're not experts. They're the person that was given the job for some reason or another. The, the experts are the ones who are actually in the field being silenced because they won't go with the narrative. <laughs> right. Well, even if these people are experts, you could have like the greatest genius who's ever existed. Like the idea that one person is going to dictate from like Washington, D.C., how 350 million incredibly diverse people with like varying skills and, you know, expertise in certain fields over, you know, 3,000 miles east to west, 2,000 miles north to west, incredibly diverse terrain and mountains and fields and different climates, uh, you know, and, and just the incredibly unique and corrupt nature of individuals that one person can just dictate how all of this stuff is going to operate throughout an entire country. It's patently insane. It's just not possible. And this is what, you know, all of the great free market thinkers understood. This is why central planning always fails because you cannot, I don't care how, educated you are you do not have the expertise to understand how all of these things work on a person-to-person on a -person basis you know and and look speaking of the vaccines um so much of this <laughs> pandemic and the stuff that's gone on has filled me with just you know an unbelievable amount of just uncontrollable rage but the fact that they are talking about vaccinating children under the age of 18 between two of 18 um I don't know if I've ever heard anything that's pissed me off more in my life. And, you know, for the people who just, the people who call us anti-vaxxers, it's just amazing because they don't have any arguments. It's, you know, look, you have a vaccine 
I'm going to try to break this down as, as logically as I can so, to try and convince people why folks like you and me are against this vaccine. You have a vaccine that came to market 10 times faster than it normally takes to develop vaccines. The average vaccine takes seven years. This thing came to market in nine months. It hasn't gone through proper clinical trials. It hasn't been officially approved by any medical institution. It uses completely experimental technology. It is over a virus whose average victim of death is two years older than the average American life expectancy and has an average of two and a half comorbidities. It is a virus in which children under the age of 18, if they're healthy, have zero chance of dying from. It is over a virus that has been highly politicized. It is over a virus in which the experts have gotten absolutely everything wrong, over a virus in which there has been mass censorship, and it's over a virus in which any good news that comes out, it is completely suppressed by the mainstream media and the health establishment. If you look at what's happening in Texas, based on what we said earlier, <clears throat> the only explanation is there is a significant amount of natural immunity, okay? And I'm pretty convinced I had the virus in like early December because I, I tested positive and I had some mild cold-like symptoms. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean it was COVID, but it could have been. Now, if I had COVID and recovered, that means I have antibodies. And a lot of doctors will tell you, and again, you won't hear them on the mainstream media, a lot of doctors will tell you any natural immunity you may have is much more effective than, um, than a vaccine you can get. And there is no discussion, okay? Even if you're one of these doctors who thinks that vaccines are better than natural immunity, okay, that's fine, but can we at least have the discussion? Can we at least hear experts debate these things, but they're not even allowing the debate. There has been so much bullshit and so much incompetence and so many lies and hypocrisies and suppression about this virus. I am not injecting myself with what is literally an unproven experimental vaccine over a virus that as a healthy man in his 30s, I have virtually no chance of dying from. It does not make any sense. And I do not trust these people because they've done nothing but lie and get absolutely everything wrong about this virus since last March. And the people who have gotten things right have been censored and ignored. And the biggest example being this lab leak theory, which the New York Times and Dr. Fauci and the CDC and the Washington Post and CNN all insisted that you were a dangerous conspiracy theorist for talking about it. Tucker Carlson was the only mainstream media personality who spoke about this theory. And the rest of the media universally conspired to pillory him for bringing it up. And now they're all casually discussing it as if they didn't spend all of last year doing what, what they were doing. I don't fucking trust these people. I am not injecting this vaccine into my body. And I sure as hell I'm not injecting my son with this vaccine. And the argument is, oh, well, it's not about you. It's about keeping other people safe. I don't fucking care. I am not injecting my two-year-old son so some 35-year-old white woman progressive twat who's irrationally terrified and completely uninformed can feel safer. I don't know her and I don't fucking care about her compared to the safety and the health of my son. Exactly. So a comparison that I have made before with the with the vaccine stuff is this is a flu-like virus and <clears throat> the flu vaccine has been around forever. The flu vaccine has never been particularly effective as far as, <clears throat> as far as I'm aware. Also the flu vaccine has typically less than a 50% uh, vaccination rate on and annually. I think it's 42 to 48% somewhere in that yeah. neighborhood. Cause they're uh, guessing. Right. Because it's a guess. And, and right. that's, that's what this one is too, uh, only with only with even less actual uh, you know uh, research done on it. So, right. so the flu vaccine 
is ineffective anyway. Uh, less than half of the population gets vaccinated. And the flu is something that has been like actually kills young, healthy people at times. Like, you know, yeah. in infants and small children are susceptible right. to it. Yeah. So like, that seems like it would be a good comparison in that why do we need to be pushing this vaccine when the vaccine that has been out for forever, most people don't even get it. And, and like for me, I have never in my life gotten a flu vaccine or had the flu. I've had some pretty gnarly colds, but I've never actually had the flu. My mother, on the other hand, was a school teacher for forever. And she was required by the school to get the flu vaccine every year. Every year, she got the flu. Uh, I, I just, it seems, you know, and I, you, you can't take a, a one in one comparison and right. extrapolate that out. But, you know, it just seems really convenient that she got a flu vaccine every year and every year she was sick. And on that point, since she retired and has stopped getting the flu vaccine, she doesn't get sick. Yeah. Just, you I know, mean, it's, it's too fucking coincidental for that not to have some, you know, connection or relevance. Uh, it, it's just, I, I don't know how, how people could look at that and, and not see the, the correlations there. I, I yeah. yeah, I mean, causation doesn't necessarily prove correlation, but that's a pretty damning uh, antidote to, to say that, you know, uh, to just completely ignore, you know, and yeah, like you were saying, like, like the, the, the data is very, very explicitly clear about the fact that the flu for children under 18 is far more deadly than coronavirus. Like it's not super deadly, but children do actually die from the flu. Healthy children, they're not dying from the coronavirus. And there was actually a recent, um, a recent report that found out even, even with the minuscule numbers, they just found out that they were actually overestimating how many children had actually wound up in the hospital. So the number was, uh, you know, almost non-existent beforehand. And now we found out that the number, the actual number is even lower than we previously thought it was. So I, you know, look, the, any, any, again, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. These people who just listen to the mainstream media and listen to Dr. Fauci, they are the most misinformed people in the country when it comes to coronavirus. Everything that they're walking around with, believing in their head, is complete bullshit. There is no need for you to vaccinate your four-year-old child. And I would actually question like your ethics as a parent if you're considering doing it. I'm seeing stories of people who are like using their kids as the clinical trial for these vaccines. It's like, what the hell is wrong with you? It is stunning, you know, like the people like you and me who are just, have been the victims of, not, not victims, we've been the target of so much hatred, you know, because of our views on the coronavirus. Not a near, not nearly enough hatred is directed towards people like that who are literally using their children as science experiments because they are so misinformed and irrationally terrified. It is so creepy. And irrationally is probably like the key word. I, I'm going to pitch it a little bit, which is weird, but there's a new series on uh, Amazon Prime called Solos. And if you get a chance, watch episode four. It it looks at so these the the episodes look at an individual and it they're really they're really interestingly done because it's basically just a camera on a person in a in a setting uh, and like they you're going through their story in one way or another. Well, in episode four, it's a person who has been isolated in her home for twenty years and it like it's directly talking about a virus and 
you would you can assume whether I don't think they ever actually refer to it as coronavirus in the episode, but you know it's it's pretty clear uh, parallel to what they're looking at. And like it's a person who has irrationally locked herself in her home for twenty years, and and the way it kind of builds the episode out is like she's not the only one. There are others, and like and it and it really focuses in on the irrationality of it, at, which is was kind of refreshing and, and interesting, especially coming from, yeah. you know, Amazon. But yeah. uh, it, the episode was like, I, I, as I was sitting there watching it, I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is probably going to be a reality in 20 years from now. Like, oh, man. Yeah. Have, have you uh, have you ever read, like, um, I, I know you've read George Orwell. Have you read uh, Aldous Huxley? Got it right there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he, he seems to have been, you know, and I like George Orwell, and he seems to have gotten a lot of right. Huxley seems to have been a bit more accurate as in terms to what was going to go on, because it's like people, his argument was that people would be so brainwashed and propagandized that they would basically welcome the boot grinding down on their neck, and they would beg for more. You know, and it goes back, like, I remember last summer, I was telling people that, like, mandatory vaccinations were coming, you know, I was like, it's not going to be mandatory in the sense that, they're, you know, some government agent's going to burst down your door and inject you with something, but it's going to be mandatory in the sense that if you want a life, you're going to have to show proof of vaccination. And of course, people laughed at me and they mocked me and they called me a conspiracy theorist. Fast forward a few months when all these talks about uh, vaccination passports were coming and certain places are actually implementing them. The same people who call me a conspiracy theorist are literally applauding the idea of vaccine passports. So yeah, that boot on your neck, you're going to love it, man. And have you heard, um, have you heard like the stories about like, uh, like there was a woman, she was tweeting about, like, I think it was in Canada, how they were saying that if your kids test positive, you should quarantine them. And she was locking like her small children in their bedroom. And they're like banging on the door saying, mommy, I miss you. Mommy, I'm lonely. Mommy, I'm sad. And she's like, it's so heartbreaking to have to listen to my little seven-year-old. And it's like, what the fuck? You know, again, Talking about misplaced hatred towards people like you and me, we need to hate people like that. We need to publicly shame incredibly irresponsible and deranged parents like that. That is fucking sick to yeah. do that to your child. Don't don't miss your seven year old. Open the goddamn door and be a parent. Like that's that's the responsible, reasonable thing to do. It, as a parent, if my kids are sick, I am going to take care of my kids. Yes. Knowing that yes. there's a good chance I'm probably going to get whatever they've got but they need me to care for them. And that's that's what I took on as a parent. I wasn't particularly excited to have kids. I'm not really <laughs> a parental type. Like I'm a little bit too abrasive. But when I had kids, it changed. And it is what it is. And at that point, you are responsible for taking care of them. And if that means, you know, to the detriment of your own health, then that's what you do. You don't lock them in a fucking room and isolate them and listen to them beat on the door and beg for you. You open the door and you go be a fucking parent. And if the CDC says otherwise, tell the CDC go fuck themselves. Because that's... Yeah. Like... Yeah. yeah I've, you know, the stories of normalizing child abuse and encouraging child abuse, every government agency that has said anything along those lines, that we should mask children, that we should quarantine children away from their parents and their family, that we should be doing all these things to children, those buildings should be burned to the fucking ground and those people should all be run out to sea and dumped on an island somewhere and left to fucking rot because they are the scum of the earth. To treat children the way we have treated them in this pandemic is absolute evil. It is evil. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I can't really add anything to that. You pretty much you said it perfectly. Um, I got no, more and it's, fired it's, up about that than I expected I would. But no, it's, it's well, it's it's a proper thing to be fired up about. I mean, this this has been one mass uh, experiment in government sanctioned child abuse. That's that's you know of all the shit that we've been subjected to, what we've done to children based on absolutely zero science whatsoever to appease the fucking teacher unions. We have abused children in, in, you know, in an unprecedented societal way that you would never expect to see from a first world country. You know, and again, like people who will say that I'm, you know, I'm a conspiracy theorist because I talk about how people have just been completely propagandized by lies they see on the television. Okay, well, the, the examples we just gave, people locking children in their rooms for two weeks because the TV told them to. What would you call that other than someone being brainwashed by absolute nonsense? It's just stunning to watch. And talking about the teachers unions, like the, uh, so I kind of feel, I went in, I briefly went into uh, studying for, studying education and, and had considered being a teacher. I ended up deciding against it because it just, the way, basically because the way the education system is run, it wasn't something that I, like, I took three education classes and seeing the way that the system is run, I realized pretty quickly, this is not something I want anything to do with. Like, yeah. it's, not, it's not something that is actually good for the kids. But, uh, like, if you go into that field, you kind of take that parental mindset that I was talking about, that you are here for the kids and it is your job to, you know, like you take on the risk. You understand that I might get sick. You know, I might get spit up on. I might get, you know, my shoes glued to the floor. You know, yeah. you take. You're dealing with kids. On. You're dealing with children. Right. You take that stuff on because that is what your calling was. I mean, I know for my mom, that's like that was what she wanted to do. That's, that she yeah. took that on, knowing full well exactly what she was getting into and the fact that we're bending over backwards to these fucking teachers unions which are also just a bunch of bureaucrats that to to protect them to keep them out of school while still paying them while at the detriment of the kids like they're they're refusing they're refusing to do testing in a lot of schools in a lot of states that have been you know that have been locked down for this entire time and haven't let kids go back to school because they know they know that it's going to show that these kids are falling behind. And not only are they falling behind, they're falling behind in a system that was already putting them behind to begin with. Yeah. It's, yeah. The testing is just going to show that we have completely set a whole generation back a year and a half for, not, for something that doesn't affect them anyway to protect these bullshit teachers unions and to let them get paid to not fucking work that yeah that it's it that is infuriating it's yeah we're not gonna we're not gonna know the full like ramifications and and um you know consequences of this until like 10 years from now when these kids really start to grow up we're not gonna really have any idea exactly what this has done to a generation of kids for you know a decade or so and you know especially these children as well my my nephew um, you know, he's on the spectrum and, you know, he, he struggles with some things and he got uh, into a program that he was making a lot of progress in him. I, you know, my sister was thrilled to see the progress he was making. And he, you know, this situation has just basically obliterated 
any of that progress that he was making. And, you know, he's like back to square one and it's, it's heartbreaking to see. And, you know, I don't know, you know, who Corey DeAngelis is, right? I think I've heard the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you probably know. I think he was on Malice's podcast. Okay. Um, in fact, I know he was. So anyway, to prove that this is all about the teachers unions, he, he was showing like, you know, the teachers unions vote, uh, they, they, uh, 95% of their donations go to Democrats, right? And if you look at where schools are open versus where schools are closed, it is a direct 100% correlation between blue states and red states, red districts and blue districts. The redder the places, the schools have been open, the bluer the district, the schools have had, you know, all these more hoops to jump through and in many cases just been completely closed. So it absolutely 100% is about politics and these teachers unions they can go on that fucking island with all those bureaucrats you were talking about as well you know and i don't mean to you know i don't mean to i know there's some good teachers out there you know i have a, I have a friend who's a public school teacher i have conversations with him all the time about like you know the uphill battle that that he has to endure you know he's like uh you know if you watch game of thrones that that scene where Jon snow is by himself with the sword and the entire army is like coming towards him you know that that's what the good teachers in the public school system are like it's it's just they're fighting a battle by themselves so you know god bless those people but in general uh these these te these public school teachers they they are vermin or, or at least the ones associated with the unions are yeah and that, that I, i've caught i've caught quite a bit of shit for some of my uh negative takes on public schools and teachers and stuff like that because i mean like i said my mom was a teacher i have a lot of very good friends who were teachers who are teachers who and they are excellent teachers they do everything they can to be good teachers and it, and when i when you know when i talk about this stuff i'm not talking about specifically those teachers usually what i'm talking about is all of the administrative bureaucratic union bullshit that goes into what public education is because that's the big problem we have with the public education system is there are more administrators and bureaucrats in the public education system than there are actual teachers how does that make any sense when especially especially when the biggest complaint is that there aren't enough teachers for these students and right. that teachers don't make enough well, you know why right. there aren't enough teachers? Because there are way too many bureaucrats and way too many administrators. You know why the teachers don't make enough? Because the bureaucrats and the administrators make all the money. And yep. so the entire education budget goes to pay those motherfuckers and doesn't actually go to pay the teachers and the people who are doing the jobs. And that's that's it's why government needs to be removed from that because <laughs> Yeah. And, and, you know, and the people, the people you're talking about, ironically, these are often like usually the diversity deans and, you know, the equity administrators. So they constantly go on about inequality and oppression. Meanwhile, these are grownups who are making six figure salaries, doing absolutely, absolutely nothing, fucking over kids in the process while they're lecturing all of us about a lack of equity in the world. It's just the, the level of hypocrisy is just it's it's like it makes me want to get violent. It, it really does. These these people are the scum of the earth. Yeah, yeah. We've, uh, I, you know, the theme of this whole thing really could tie back to everywhere there is bureaucracy involved in something, there is corruption and there's malfeasance. Like yeah. the CDC, the FDA, the teachers union, yeah. it, all of it. Like, which not that that surprises somebody like me or somebody like you but like the average blue pill dumbass that 
just has a public education and watches CNN or Fox, they, they just think that's normal. They don't realize yeah. that the entire thing that is fucking everything up and setting us on this path, like, it is the government over-involvement. Yeah. All you got to do is look at where the money goes in all of these departments, in all of these agencies, in all of these different branches of, you know, government overreach. Yeah. Money always goes to administrators and bureaucrats and people who don't know what they're doing and don't have any reason that they should be in those positions. If we actually had real educators, like not people with a doctorate in education like Jill Biden, like people who actually have been in the field and have worked with children in those positions, then shit might get done. If we actually had people who have worked in a field and have done agricultural stuff in those and have, you know, traded on the Chicago Board of Trade and understand how markets and and growing seasons and the different parts of the country and everything work, we might actually have good policy on that. Like it what it comes down to is the wrong people are in positions of power all the time. Uh, yeah. I'm yep. in management. I'm in management. I have, and for ever since I got out of college, I have been. It has always been my approach that I need to know what my employees do so that I can be a good manager. And the government doesn't take that approach. Like, you don't, to be in a, you know, a position of power within the government it's probably better if you don't know anything because yeah. then well, there's no one, there's no incentive for you to know anything. Yeah. Because then you're more susceptible to be manipulated and to push whatever direction the people who are really pulling the strings on shit want you to go. If you actually had a half a lick of fucking sense about the topic that you're supposed to be the expert on, then yeah. you would probably tell them get fucked every time they try to push some of this narrative bullshit. So they don't want people who actually are experts, who actually know what they're doing. They want the dumbest motherfucker available to be in that position because dumb motherfuckers are easy to manipulate. Yeah. No, there's there's nothing more dangerous than extreme power and, and no consequences if you wield that power incorrectly. You know, even if you have like the most competent, well-intentioned person in the world, giving him unlimited power over the lives of so many people is still a bad idea. But we're not even giving it to the best people in the world. We're giving it to some of the most corrupt, slimy, dishonest motherfuckers on the face of the earth. We are giving them immense power to wield over countless people with no consequences if they screw up. And we have seen that over and over again with this pandemic. And and so let's uh let's hit on this and then I guess we could wrap up because I probably got to get going. Um, so um, and again, I'll, I'll try to sort of like reach out to the normies from a more logical perspective about how you can view some of the bullshit that's gone on through this pandemic. Because you and I, you know, we have a bit of an extreme take on it. It's the correct take. We're 100% right about everything, but it is kind of the extreme take. And, you know, I've, I've actually gotten to the point where like, if you, if you're just at the point where you're asking questions. So like, you know, my wife, for example, she, you know, I think in the beginning she thought I was a little crazy, but you know, being the loving wife she is, she entertained my deranged rants. Um, but over the, like the past several months, starting in the fall, she started to come around and be like, yeah, a lot of this stuff really is nonsense. This doesn't make sense. So if you're one of those people, even if you're not where you and I are, but you're at the point where you're starting to ask questions and you're saying, you know, this doesn't really make sense. Like I can work with you. That's good enough for me. Just get to the point where you're asking questions. Um, so the, the most logical explanation is the medical industrial complex is absolutely a thing. There are people who exist 
and institutions who exist to make money off of medical issues and sick people. And they have their pants all over this pandemic. Okay. You know, my, so my mother, for example, you know, she was suffering from like really bad heartburn for a while. And she went to a couple different doctors and they like immediately tried to give her a drug and she didn't want to take pharmaceuticals. So she kept looking for a new doctor. She finally went to a third one or a fourth one. And he said, and I don't know if I'm going to get the cocktail exactly right, but he basically said something along the lines of like drink um, uh, water with lemon and baking soda before you go to bed every night. And it was, I don't know if the ingredients are exactly right, but similar to that. And she was doing that for a few days and she said like, you know, in a week, her symptoms were completely gone. She went back to the doctor and she was like, this is amazing. Like, how come no other doctors were telling me to do this? And he basically told her, don't even get me started on all that stuff. He's like, you don't even want to know the half of it. And so, you know, you look at like, everyone has an experience with going to the doctor for like a certain ailment. And the first thing they do without even really checking you out is they offer you a drug. Okay, the pharmaceutical companies, which are some of the most unethical institutions in the world, maybe with the exception of the weapons manufacturers, the worst uh, corporations on the planet, it's, it's pretty neck and neck. You know, they make billions of dollars off, you know, drugging people and drugging children and ruining their life. The opioid epidemic, which has just murdered, you know, killed, quasi-murdered, you know, countless people in rural America. And, you know, these are the people who are producing our vaccines. And there's no liability. They've been, they're completely exempt from uh, legal accountability if anything goes wrong with these vaccines. And these people do not exactly have a very good history of being honest and ethical with their products. You know, you mentioned on the last product, uh, the last podcast, if you watch a commercial with these people, um, you know, these products, the end of the commercial is just a laundry list of potential side effects. And those are the products that have been properly tested. This vaccine hasn't even been properly tested. Okay, so listen, I, you know, I don't, if you're, if you want to get vaccinated as an adult, go ahead. I won't judge you. I won't call you sheep. I won't tell you that. If you're someone with like a, a, a pre-existing condition that you know can be really uh, detrimental if you catch COVID, I totally get it. If you have a kid who has you know like a pre-existing condition that's really considered a COVID comorbidity, I can even understand that, and I'm not going to judge you. But if you're a young, healthy person, or if you have young children, there is no reason. None of the logic sides with getting vaccinated. None of it. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. I'm not the crazy one. Okay. And if you want to call me a conspiracy theorist, you have a lot of questions to answer for. Can you explain to me why the World Health Organization, which is obviously maybe the most corrupt institution in the world, and all of these doctors have gotten everything wrong, were propped up by the government, by the institutions, and by the mainstream media, while all these other doctors who got everything right were censored? Can you answer that question for me? Can you answer why they spent months vilifying people for leaving their homes, arresting people for running their business, and then on a dime celebrated and encouraged violent mobs burning those businesses to the ground? Can you explain to me why Dr. Fauci, who clearly has ties to the Wuhan, the Wuhan lab uh, that this virus supposedly came from, can you explain to me why any conversation about this was being censored and angrily dismissed as a conspiracy theory all last year, and now they're all talking about it? Okay, you have so many questions to account for, to, to ask. And if you don't want to ask them, that's fine. But anyone with two brain cells to rub together should be asking them. So don't come after me and act like I'm the naive one or I'm the idiot because I'm asking questions that anyone who doesn't have their head up their fucking ass should be asking. We're going to close on this. <laughs> I had a massive white pill moment uh, a few weeks ago. A friend of mine who I consider like. I don't, we're not politically 
friends. Like we didn't have at no point in our entire friendship have we ever talked about politics in any way. Uh, but I, I would uh, just based on her personality, I would assume she's pretty leftist. Um, just that's kind of her. Uh, she's definitely not running around with the uh, Second Amendment groups or anything like that. <laughs> so, but with that being said, uh, a few weeks ago, she sent me a message and it just, it simply said, what are your thoughts on the vaccines? It's <laughs> like, it's like, okay, that you definitely don't listen to my videos. <laughs> you know, you definitely don't listen to my podcast or watch my videos, <laughs> which, I, you know, I didn't expect that she would anyway, because I'm, I, I, I'm probably not her cup of tea, but I laid it out and I said, well, at first I was like, how so? Like, what do you mean? And she said that she was getting a lot of pressure from other, like, not from uh, a job or anything like that, but, or, or from a doctor, like getting pressure from friends that she needed to get vaccinated. Like she's younger than I am. She's uh, probably early thirties, like right at 30, 31 and had asked uh or had said she was getting pressured by friends to and and very active and everything else and that they were pressuring her to get the vaccine and so she wanted to know what my thoughts were on it which was really which was really cool that she would ask me uh, like because she she knows what my political leanings are so so she wanted to get an opinion outside of that you know echo chamber of the narrative and so I explained to her what all of my hesitancies are about it and what all of the issues I see with it are. And then I shared with her the Pete Quinones um, and Stacy for Liberty when they, or Stacy for Truth doing the interview of Dale Bigtree and everything that he talks about. And like I sent her all of that stuff and she was like, okay, that she's like this, that really makes a lot of sense. Like that really kind of backs up my concerns and my hesitancy with getting it like if if somebody who has you know no ties to the kind of uh you know things that we and you know the, that you and i are neck deep into on a daily basis are looking at this and saying i don't know if this is such a good idea that's a huge white pill like right right maybe right. a minority but yeah. at least there are people who are starting to look at this and say, I'm not real sure about this. Maybe I don't want to do this. Maybe yeah. there's a narrative here that I don't need to be participating in. So, I mean, that's, I yeah. think this, uh, the lockdowns and just the way the media has really handled all of this for the last year is certainly waking a lot of people up who you may not expect and and that's like there are a bunch of us out here like us who are very vocal about it there are also a lot of people who are you know not as vocal as us but they're starting to openly ask questions and there are also a whole lot of people who are just completely quiet about it but that are sitting there looking at it going yeah it's kind of fucked up yeah, yeah. i think i think the impact of this in turning people on to what's really going on is going to be a lot more significant than what we may expect i mean i hope so 
I hope so. We can see all the sheep. They, you know, they get they get it tattooed. Literally, a lot of them here in New York. Like, yeah. Uh, no, no, the people are literally getting their vaccine tattooed. It's oh my my uh, god. Yeah. They're it, branding themselves quite literally. It. But I think <laughs> I really think those are the vocal minority. And I think Hope so. there is yeah. going to be a vast majority who are starting to look at this and say, I don't know if this is such a good idea. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. So like I said, I, you know, I, I don't expect you to be, I don't expect anyone to be exactly where you and I are, but if you're just at the point where you're starting to ask questions, that's good enough for me. And I can forgive you for at this time last year, not necessarily asking questions, but in late May, 2021, if you're still just buying everything that TV tells you to, there's no excuse for that. There's absolutely no excuse. Um, and you may just be a, a completely lost cause as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah. Hey, that's, you know, that's the reality of it. We, uh, we need to find the ones who aren't. Yeah. It's like, we got to stop arguing with the ones who are lost causes. And yeah, yeah. They're a waste of time. We, we just got to write that off as it's, it, there is no hope there and find yeah. the ones who are asking questions. Right. It's right. because they're out there and yeah, they are. And they just need a little bit of information. And, yeah. and that's what we can give them. Like, yeah. Or at least point to the right people, like point to the right sources or, you know, doctors or, you know, articles that have basically questioned this in a very, uh, you know, efficient, erudite and succinct way. Very much so. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap on that. Thank you for coming on. And I am actually in talks with, um, it's a, the guy is a, like an expert on HIPAA and, um, uh, how that all works. So I'm in talks with him to to possibly do an interview sometime in the next couple of weeks. Uh, cool. Because with the with the vaccines and <clears throat> and the vaccination cards and the passports and all that on all that shit, I want to get a professional take on how that on what HIPAA is and how it applies to all of this stuff. So here in the next couple of weeks, I'm hoping to have a pretty in-depth conversation with this guy about that stuff that'll that'll kind of inform a lot of the stuff that we've kind of been talking about today as well. Sounds good, man. Yeah, tag me in that whenever you, uh, whenever you release it. Absolutely. <clears throat> all right, man, it's good to talk to you. Yep, good talking to you. Have a good one. Be well. Take care. Okay.